You're listening to Waveform, a show about music, discovery, and the technology that ties it all together in new and powerful ways. This program is brought to you by Wavelake, the easiest way to distribute and stream music using Bitcoin. Listen today at wavelake.com. Hi, and welcome back to our third episode of Waveform. I'm Michael. I'm here with Sam. Hi, Sam. Hello. Uh, we've got a special guest on this week's episode that we're really excited about. Also, it's Valentine's Day. We should Yes, happy you know, Valentine's, happy Valentine's Day, Michael. Day. We haven't acknowledged that yet to each other. So we now, haven't. Now that's there. Are you a, um, are you a Descendants fan? The band Descendants? Uh, I don't know much of their music. My wife sent me a, a Valentine today. They had an album in the 90s called Everything Sucks, which is... It's one of my favorites. It's kind of like the, you know, it was like 96 or something. But anyway, she sent me a screenshot today. It said, roses are red, violets are blue. Everything sucks except for you. I thought that was nice. Oh, she knows how That's to, nice how one. to get me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Sarah Jade is going to be on the show today. Uh, excited about that. She was a very, I'd say she was like an early adopter. I'd put her yeah, in the absolutely. early adopter Everybody category. is, but yeah, she was definitely really early on. Yeah, so um, that's a fun chat we had with her uh, that we'll be playing in a minute. Uh, just one quick thing, Culture Shock is this weekend, if you're listening, on Valentine's Day or soon after. Yeah, um, That's happening on the 17th on Saturday in Phoenix. Still time. Uh, what do people need to know about that? Just just show up. I mean, you know, RSVP, it would be nice if you're coming. It'd be nice to help us plan, but... You know, to show yeah. up. And Phoenix. Sarah's going to be playing. Yeah, Sarah's, Sarah's going to be at Culture Shock. Yeah, she's going to be closing the whole the whole show out with a a cool performance that she talks a little bit about too on this this interview we did with her. So, yeah, I mean, I just you know show up. It'll be it'll be cool. It's going to be a really good time. Yeah. Um, and then maybe a, a a small like tech announcement. Yeah, please. Uh, Josh, uh, our developer, has been hard at work the last week brushing up and um cleaning our embeddable player yeah so that just we just pushed that out today so um if you're on any of the Noster clients if you've got you know the embeddable player on your website uh, you should have seen it refresh um today so yeah check that out it looks it's got a nice clean new look to it it looks better that, uh, yeah, for sure I, I really like yeah that's exciting all right and there's the more so, more stuff coming down the road with that with that embeddable more stuff. More stuff's too. coming. Yeah. Yes. All right. So uh yeah. Let's uh let's throw it over to the interview. And also just a quick note, I don't um just to make sure people know, if you boost this podcast episode while we're playing one of Sarah's songs, which we will be playing a few of them, if you boost the episode during one of her songs, she will be getting the sats. Yes, she will. So Keep that in mind. Yep. All right, great. Well, let's let's get to our interview with Sarah. We're live. <laughs> We're live. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for doing this. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we got we got Sarah Jade on the microphone here today. Second and guest. And I realized. I realize uh, I don't know where you're based out of, Sarah. Can you uh, tell us where you're calling yeah, from? Yeah, I am calling from San Diego. 
Nice. I think, think we're all in different time zones right now, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the, yeah, I'm in Arizona. We don't, we're very stubborn about daylight savings time, so we don't change. So, yeah, you're currently talking from the past, I believe, for me. I am. I'm talking yeah. from the past to you guys. Yeah. You guys are from the future. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The future is bright. I have great news. Is it bright? Yes. Oh, awesome. At least Amazing. in Arizona. Also, I don't know. I don't know about Illinois. It might be a little. The sun went away. Yeah. <laughs> a couple hours from now, it'll go away. Um. So, yeah. Thanks so much for doing this and, and chatting with us. Uh, It's great to meet you and see you and talk to you Um, because. Uh, you were one of the very early artists to pop onto Wavelake. And uh, I don't know where you came from. I don't know much about your background. We you? have we have a team of we have a crack team of zero researchers here who have done some <laughs> background for us. So uh yeah, I'd love to hear um, you know, about your I guess let's just start like in terms of music, how long have you been making music? Well, um, so I started out, uh, well, I started writing when I was only nine years old and, uh, and then you just keep going, going, started with poetry. And then, um, I actually, once I turned 21 and I could play, uh, in like the clubs and the, you know, the 21 plus places, I started playing with my dad, uh, cover band uh and doing like classic rock and all of that stuff but I was still writing in the background and doing all my own stuff and I would come to him and say hey I, I have this song this melody and my dad is really great at just hearing a melody and being like oh these are the chords you're playing and uh so I wasn't writing on the piano even though I played piano and then uh so I had like this little thing of songs and he had a 16 track like at home (laughs) and we'd you know mix and produce a little bit uh those are private recordings (laughs) (laughs) and you know it was back in the day and then um I actually met my husband and he uh in back in 2010 and he is a rhythm guitarist and we started messing around, just having fun uh, playing my songs. And uh, I started writing on the piano around that time. And I realized like, oh, wow, you know, I can, I can do this myself. <laughs> and uh, from then, I just, it kind of opened all these doors. And I, they always say you write about 100 songs before you get a good one. <laughs> you know uh, i think uh, the lead singer of wilco he goes oh you you've got to write a bunch of bad songs it's like pouring out the fat (laughs) you just have to pour it all out yeah is that from how to write us how to write one song yes exactly (laughs) that's great exactly yeah and um my friend recommended that i read it and he told me that tidbit and i was like oh i need to read that that book as well because i very much relate to that And so you just kind of go through and I actually took a lot of those old songs and started uh, rewriting them. So, you know, and then making them relevant to my life now, because, you know, you're like 14, like, oh, yeah, (laughs) oh, this is interesting. Heartbreak and all the things that (laughs) are so brand new to you. And uh, and then as you're older and you get into adulthood, you go, wow, there's still some things there that are really valuable and some stories to tell. uh, But you can rewrite them in a much more poetic way, something that's fresher, newer, and also takes some of your wisdom and puts that in into it. Yeah. Uh, So that's how I got into songwriting. Uh, I just, I'm a poet first 
and then uh, just because I love poetry and I think it's awesome. And then added the melody and music to it. Uh, Often they just kind of come together. And I got into actually recording and doing that. I've mostly been a live performer. And then back in 2021 is when I released my first like studio single. Um, or yeah, it was 2021. And it was, uh, I got on Sound Better and found a producer out in Nashville and said, hey, I have this song. <laughs> and it was called Jacoma. And uh, it had eight tempo song. changes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we just featured you guys that just one. Included the, yeah, it. yeah, it's in the Yeah, we just had it on our mixtape. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, that was that was my first ever studio release. I was super excited. Uh, My non studio release before then was uh, lip service and mustache ride. (laughs) Yeah, aka. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought those up because I do want to talk about mustache ride. (laughs) Um, Can we should we play a song though, Sam, like one of sarah's songs and then we can yeah so we asked we asked sarah to pick out a couple tracks that she would want to play and i guess the first one here is wait destiny you want to tell us actually let's just let's play it and then and then you can talk a little bit about it after awesome cool wait 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 destiny
pretty mean sax on that track. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the story behind that song is interesting. So I I actually I did an NPR Tiny Desk uh, video in back in 2020 uh, that was all remote. And I had found this guy on Bandmix about a year earlier uh, who was a sax player and reached out to me and said, hey, I'm interested in playing in your band because I was trying to get um, a band together because I had a bunch of shows lined up for 2020. And, of course, they all got canceled. Uh, But I said, well, we could still work together. Uh, I have this song called Wait Destiny and I'm going to do it for NPR. And uh, Matt and I, that's my husband, we bought this green screen, you know, uh, to have fun over COVID. And uh, we did a whole green screen video uh, for this song and I sent it to him and he and I, like, we kind of mixed it up. We wrote this solo and uh, I said, oh, I like this. I like that. And I chopped it all together. Anyway, so I used that audio uh because i had decided i wanted to uh also reserve sarah jade on spotify i hadn't been on spotify yet or any of that um so i actually used that very terrible unmixed not mastered audio (laughs) to just say hey hi i'm here uh (laughs) because fortunately i did because there are a lot of sarah jades out there and um but mostly with h's i don't have an h in my name and uh so i said okay cool i'll I'll reserve that well then um as it went as i went forward i have speaking of rewriting songs i always say there's never a well-written song just a well-rewritten song uh Mm -hmm. with anything in literature anything in art it's always like what you see with new eyes when you go back there's the initial inspiration then there's the editing and the critique to really solidify your concept and so i went back and i rewrote that song completely and so what you hear now is uh is that uh version of it and uh of course you know nothing has uh really uh streaming has been particularly traditional streaming has been particularly frustrating we all know that um probably everyone listening to this knows uh the white noise that exists out there and it's really easy to get lost right um but we were talking about also lip service mustache right all that stuff so i did some more 2020 silly green screen videos and that one i did actually mix and get mastered (laughs) and i (laughs) threw that up there too yeah that one. i'm glad you did so there's a there's a lot there and what you just described is it so one of the things that stood out is you've mentioned a couple tools in the last few minutes that i've actually never heard of um for finding the nashville producer for finding your Mm -hmm. saxophone player like it it sounds to me that you like to experiment a bit with the different whether it's music production technologies that are out there like is that fair to say that you like to dabble in and see sort of where you can push the envelope with technology? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, especially too, uh, because um, it's hard to just go out and meet the right people that have uh, similar interest in the same kind of music that you do or just have a similar vision. I also feel like variety is, is the spice of life and it makes good music to add more uh 
opinions, more creativity. Uh, actually, even uh, Lizzo's hit uh, about damn time. Uh, they actually just brought in a bunch of people over and over again, and they just spliced together all these different ideas. And that I think is a really uh, unique and a very cool way to do music because you can get lost in your own um, artistic echo chamber. And so when you bring in new people and new ideas, it starts to inspire you and your neurons fire. And uh, I really enjoy uh, getting to work with people, not just within my own community, but outside of it. And technology is what makes that possible. Yeah. That's awesome. How did you, how did you discover Wave Lake and the value for value model? How did that come to be? Oh, wow. So my husband has been, you know, into Bitcoin since probably like 2015, um, but not really dived like deep into it until uh, about the pandemic. And we've always just the two of us discussed how you get lost in this traditional streaming model. You get lost in all of these worlds. And uh, especially when there's like upwards of 40,000 people uploading music all the time and uh and the algorithm is only pushing so many people but so we've been truly actively like wow it would be really awesome if there was something to shake things up if someone reimagined this model that we've just accepted and we're just kind of going along and so he's always had his ear to the ground he's been more a part of the community in the last few years and then last year he was listening uh, to a Bitcoin podcast on Fountain and Wave Lake was mentioned. And he goes, hey, you should look into this. And that was this past summer. And so then I looked at Wave Lake and I said, oh, yeah, I would love to be on here. So I just started uploading stuff. And I started uh, with my newest release, which was Wait Destiny at the time. And um, and then I also put Lip Service uh, Mustache right up there. And... I was checking it for a while and then I started to get, uh, and then I got on Noster and um, all of these really cool things that were a direct engagement avenue with an audience, which was mind blowing for me. uh, And also just the game changer, right, for me and so valuable and really encouraging. Well, I'm I'm on there. I would randomly check my Wave Lake stats, and then I see this thing called Boostagram Ball, and I have stats from a boost on a Boostagram Ball, and I said, "What is this?" And then I go on Fountain and I find Boostagram Ball, and Adam Curry is talking about Wave Lake, or he's talking about Wave Lake. He's talking about uh, all of the podcasting 2.0, and then he talks about Wait Destiny, and then he. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes was he played lip service as well. He played mustache right on there. And then he goes, you'll hear that on the radio. It's spicy. (laughs) So, okay. So that moment for me was like without, without sounding too extreme, it was revelatory. So mustache right. Is it called lip service or mustache right? It's uh, we call it lip service and then we have the, you know, parentheses mustache right cuz that's the hook, right? So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In my head it's it's mustache right. Um It is. It's everyone <laughs> just shouts it at me whenever I play live. It's really funny. So so I will I will I will admit when I first saw that song pop up on Wave like I was a little like, "Oh, come on. This is gross. <laughs> this is just vulgar. This is such a joke." And I like 
sort of I I and I apologize for this, but I kind of brushed it aside. No worries. Cuz you know, I'm a pretentious idiot. <laughs> and so I was listening to that episode of Bruce the Grand Ball where Adam's playing like quote unquote regular songs and Mustache Ride pops in to that episode like in the middle of like normal sounding songs like pop songs Mustache Ride popped in and I was like oh this is hilarious like this is awesome because it I just thought like to hear a song that different like and that's funny that's just like not taking itself seriously I'm a huge Weird Al fan so like I should have been on board from the get Um, it just took me a while you know I'm slow sometimes but to hear (laughs) A song like Mustache Ride within like just a collection of normal sounding pop songs is just great. Like we should have more variety. There should be like it's kind of like how the Oscars is always taken so seriously. Like a comedy never wins best picture. But, you know, we all love comedies. Like I kind of feel like that is how it should be with music, too. Like we should be unafraid. We should like accept that, you know, music doesn't have to be so serious and like depressing all the time it can be a joke you can like make a joke and have it mix in with all these other songs that you would take as being like what you're supposed to be listening to so i want to like give you some kudos for putting that up and like mixing shit up a little bit it is uh a rare comedy novelty song and uh we've had that written and then rewrote it a while ago and then there's actually a whole ridiculous video on youtube like tom Selleck like is on fire and all these crazy things uh but yeah we just felt like especially at the time that we originally uh were do literally in this studio uh, that I'm sitting in we were I I didn't even have a condenser mic at the time I like sang that all in a dynamic I mean lead vocals on a dynamic that's kind of usually pretty unheard of so it it was very early days I learned a lot and uh we just really enjoyed the fact that it was like we need we need a space to laugh and um and I like all music I, I I really believe there's a there's always a hint of a smirk or a satire there. And even when it is a uh, depressing or uh, a heavier topic, there is always something to me, at least when I write, I would like to, like I said, impart some wisdom or uh, that I have learned. It's not like I'm on the other side of the river saying, come over here. It's great. It's like, no, I'm really treading with you. Uh, certainly. But I really I enjoy that about satire satire I enjoy that about comedy and then I also even in the heavier songs like never knew uh at the end there's there's always some kind of revelation or epiphany or empowerment that uh that's just usually where I like to leave things even though at the end of that song it turns to G minor and it just gets really dark. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like we should listen to Never Knew because we asked we asked Sarah to pick out two, but then Michael actually really really wanted to hear this one. So maybe since you just cool. brought it up, we should listen to that too and then and hear exactly what you're talking about. Does that sound cool? Amazing, sounds great. Thanks. Let's do it. All right, here's Never Knew. I never dreamed 
That's a chilling chord change at the end there. Thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> the uh, the wordplay in that song is great. That's what really uh, that's what I love about it is the the, the for me it's a very uh, yeah I don't want to I don't want to try and describe what you're saying in the song, but the wordplay is uh, poignant. Thank you so much. That actually is a neat song for me because it's the quickest i've ever written something and then also gotten it out ah nice yeah so one I wrote of those that. very quick from the head to the page yes and uh it, it just felt really right to uh get it out and this last year our whole goal was to release music uh consistently and um that one in particular i had written in uh 2022 like a uh, November and a year later it was done and and I got Jesse Lark is playing piano on there and she is also an artist on Wave Lake that I 
onboarded, to put nicely. <laughs> I said, you need to get on here. This is amazing. And so she put her song Daddy out and up on Wave Lake and that got a lot of love. And she's actually working on getting some more music uploaded um, to Wave Lake to release and everything. She's a fabulous artist. And so I am really trying to encourage within my community other people to get on there. And I think the best way to do it is collaborate with people, tell them, hey, this is uh, this is the thing you've been looking for because of all your complaints about traditional streaming. I'm like, here's the answer, <laughs> honestly, right here before you. And you can be a part of uh, the growth. You can be a part of sharing feedback and saying, this is what we need, you know, all yeah. of these different avenues uh, for for growth and collaboration are right here. Yeah. We were just yeah. talking to somebody earlier today about, <clears throat> excuse me, how important that is. The, the organic growth has been with the artists and be able, being able to work with independent artists who, you know, probably are going to be a little more forgiving because they're seeing how new this is and they're seeing the potential that this has versus, you know, prior experiences on traditional platforms. So it's really cool to hear you see that. And it's, and it's cool too to just, see reinforced that a lot of this organic growth is coming just through word of mouth from artists having it's, it's important for, for you to have that experience yourself to be able to relay that to somebody who trusts you. And then that just kind of builds like a stronger foundation for them. And they feel like they're not going to be um, participating in something that um, is bad. It's something that's good, good for them, you know? So, and then when that is oh, reinforced absolutely. by that community, that's, that's there and waiting and, and highlighting their music it's really powerful for them. So that's, that's awesome. You guys gave me kudos. I have to give you guys kudos because this is just, it, honestly, it's been the best experience has been so encouraging. I mean, for independent artists who are, you know, putting in the good work of trying to create quality content and then actually seeing an engagement, that's incredible. I mean, I literally just got my first little, check from you know pro or whatever so it was about a dollar maybe maybe a couple of dollars yeah <laughs> i mean you know i and it's not it's not necessarily a, it's not about the monetization of streaming but it does help i mean you see you can put a, a quantitative value on your quality then that's wonderful that's encouraging i know uh jim costello has talked a lot about this doesn't have to be the end all of your business plan, but you do need, to, you should make it a part of your business at the very least. We understand that people are, you know, running other things, they're doing Patreon or they're doing what, what have you in the traditional space. But this is another avenue that also at the very least can build your morale. I love the fact that people can comment and say, I love this. I, 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 I found this really inspiring. Uh, that that level of engagement is something I have not had the pleasure of being exposed to, except by being out live and talking to people in the audience. Yeah. Right. So to have that online is really encouraging. And, and since since you mentioned Jim, you're giving me the perfect segue for to talk about culture shock. So um, this Saturday, if if you're listening to this on on a uh, Valentine's Day or, or between Valentine's Day and, and, and the 17th, <laughs> uh, 
on Saturday in Phoenix, Arizona, there's an event called Culture Shock, and I believe Jim Costello is going to have a, a talk with you, and then you're going to perform some tracks, and that's yes, really I exciting. Am. We're going to try, as long as the internet works in this building, we're going to try to stream that. <laughs> that's the goal, at least, to stream it over Toonster and Zap.stream and see if we can um, get you some some sats and love from the universe out there and the rest of the world. So, um, yeah, we're really excited about that. You should definitely check out culture shock um in phoenix on the 17th if you're able to yes come have fun it's it's gonna gonna be be awesome well i would like to um one of my last questions i had for you is just because i'm a bit of a keyboard nerd myself um i have to ask you about the guitar and so i guess it's a two-part it's like how did you get into the (laughs) guitar and then for those of out there who have no idea what that is i'm sure you can imagine but what is the guitar can you explain that to people well, the guitar is a keyboard plus a guitar, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it is a keyboard that you wear. Yes. Uh, it is a beautiful necklace. No. <laughs> uh, so I always I always tell people it's this retro thing from the 80s. Uh, I think plenty of uh, uh, keyboardists got frustrated that they couldn't move around like the guitarists, you know? Yeah. So I, there's videos of the early guitar of literally just a keyboard being with two bolts on either end and someone just put a strap on it and just started walking around the stage. <laughs> uh, and then eventually different uh, manufacturers got into actually making a wearable keyboard and it is it is a keyboard. It is a lot of synth sounds. Mine is the uh, Roland AX Edge, and it has one of the cool features about that one, which is why we went with this one, is that you don't have to use a separate sound module. It actually works like a regular keyboard where you have sounds built into it. And so there's like 600 patches in there, and you yeah. could just go down the rabbit hole on this app of layering and creating unique sounds that only are on yours right uh i can't spend all my time doing that (laughs) but uh, so i found my favorites and then uh i i love it the reason i got into guitar uh, is a few years ago uh so i played piano like a big privia with weighted keys because i was traditionally a piano player so i was really snobby about has to be weighted keys. That's the action I like. Uh, And then eventually would watch videos back of myself. And there's already kind of this funny fourth wall when you're on stage, when you're performing. I didn't want a fifth wall. Like I, I like to move around. I just say the truth is I'm a musician, but I'm actually a hundred percent certified professional ham. I just, (laughs) I like to be, animated and have a lot of freedom on stage and so uh matt and i were joking about oh you should play the guitar and i and then (laughs) i would go i would go home and i'd i'd flip my privia on its side and then just close my eyes and see if i liked kind of that going from playing two-handed on this horizontal level yeah because technically that's got to be a little bit of a hurdle to get over it is. It is. It's funny. Your mind just flips. It actually makes you a way better piano player because 
you don't realize that when you have it in front of you with two hands, you are able to very quickly look down with your eyes. Oh, right. And yeah. it's not cheating, but, you know, just d- double check, right? You don't have that option, especially when you have a keytar like I do with all all the keys are black. I can't even look down and see like, oh, I'm on a white key. No, it's just it's just blind. You're just doing the topography. <laughs> You're like, I think this is middle C. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. So we eventually uh for Christmas uh my folks and uh Matt went in on a on this big uh keytar for me back in 2019, so I've only had it since 2020. And uh it's been really fun. I put it through a guitar pedal and that's my favorite. I think that's a really cool sound. Do you do you get a different like do you feel like a superpower or some difference in your mood when you when you wield that thing? Yes, it's uh, basically like when Popeye eats spinach. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it feels. That's awesome. <laughs> it's yeah, you know, with with its angles and all that, you you get up there and you're just like, I'm gonna own this thing. It's great. The sustain pedal is actually a button on the back of the neck. Oh uh, wow! You so, just hit it like with your thumb. Yes. Oh wow! Yes. I've For never, a I while. I don't. I was gonna I, say I don't know if I've ever played for. like a really really good one i've seen like a cheesy 80s one and sort of mess around with it but yeah you are welcome welcome to mess around <laughs> with my guitar this saturday i might i might have to shot. check it out yeah it looks, looks you pretty. have, I have to, to embarrass have myself to. trying to play it no the superpower just it, it will it will lightning charge you as soon as you put it over your neck you're like, oh. See, it's funny you said that about the walls because when i used to perform live my goal was to have it the biggest wall i could have around me I had, <laughs> I had as many keyboards you'll see them when you come on saturday i had as many keyboards as i could possibly find just to make oh sure no one could see me i didn't have to do anything uh, oh that that's, my... that's like a bass player <laughs> i've noticed a lot of bass players like to yeah they like to hide over like, by the drummer with their back to the, yeah. the crowd or something yeah. yeah that's my jam i'm into that <laughs> <laughs> some are not that way but no. uh, most of them we, we need people like, like you we need the performers so that the hiders can hide that's that's helpful yes i do uh i do work on okay how can i how can i crawl on the ground while still holding this thing and make sure i don't pump it? <laughs> well i'm looking forward favorite. to seeing that i'm glad you're bringing the keytar i'm i'm very excited it definitely uh it it nods at the the pop rock with an Americana edge kind of uh, vibe I I've got going in my music, so I think it just all it and all there, comes together. Yeah, and there's been some super cool guitar players out there. Like, I mean, Devo maybe is like the most guitarish one, but like, yes, there's. I mean, I have a like a music history podcast that I do with my friend, and we've talked about Chick Corea and Herbie Hancock and some of the kind of older dudes that would would rock the guitar. It's pretty. Oh yeah. It's pretty cool. It's really That's, amazing. Yeah. I was just at NAM and I saw this guy, Kitar Jeff, that was shredding wow. on the the older version of the AX uh it was the AX synth Roland and, and he was just he played the Carlos Santana solos. It was just <laughs> he was all over the place. Smooth. And I was like, I have to have that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to have that sound module. What is going on? So now, now I'm working on that, which will be fun. That's amazing. Fun to learn. Excellent. Well, uh, we we have another song we want to check out. Um, is there? Should we just jump into this and then we'll we'll kind of 
wrap it up after that. Let's listen that to. That sounds great. You picked uh, "Swallow Me Whole." We'll hear a little bit about that track after we play it, but but here it is. Must eat me, please swallow me whole. Don't bend me, don't break me, don't nibble me slow. If you must eat me, swallow me whole. If you must drink me, don't leave me half full. The touch of your lips has taken its toll. If you must drink me, swallow me whole. If you must have me, just take the full dose. I know you're afraid of losing control. If you can't leave me whole, just leave me alone. If you must have me, swallow me whole. the guitar in that is that your husband playing that yes that is and he will also be playing with me at culture shock so awesome I'm, that's yeah, great. super stoked yeah that's a song that i didn't realize car gonzalez actually reviewed for his guest playlist with uh you guys and i was really touched by his words that was amazing and that song was really cool for me uh, in the sense that that was a true collaboration between Matt and I. He had this riff, that guitar part that he's playing one day, just walking around uh, the kitchen. And I looked at him and I said, oh, because I still do. I still write poetry. And so I have like a little section that I write just poems that may not have a melody, but I'll usually pull from them if I need lyrics. And I just heard this melody in this guitar and just said, I have, I have lyrics for this. And I uh, pulled up the poem, Swallow Me Whole, and then rewrote it to fit the cadence. And if you are listening to this and you're going to be a culture shock, get ready because this will be a group sing at the end of my performance and I am going to have lyrics for you so everybody can sing along. And at my EP release, we did this and it was so cool. Uh, so, yeah, so I invite you to sing with me. And if you don't know the lyrics, that's totally fine. I will have them printed out for you and I'll hand them out. That's awesome. That's great. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's just one of those songs that I understand it's very short. That's the the biggest complaint about that song is that it's super short. I, I love. I I gotta say I love a short song. I'm a huge fan of uh, Buddy Holly, yeah. who is the king of the short the short song. And I was there was a point where I was like, I don't think I ever Wait. even want to write a song under like over three minutes ever again. It's just it's, it's not necessary. Although there are so many great long tracks that I really love too. So I don't know. It's hard. I to know say it, it's. It's funny if you're able to be concise and it still gets the point across. I think that is so beautiful. Uh, sometimes it's a nice parameter as a songwriter to put yourself in and say, hey, I only have so long to make this point. How where do I weed out some of the 
uh, lines that are just filler or that don't uh, put that point across and how do I make this more poetic or how do I combine two lines and then rethink how I could say this. Maybe it's a less cliche line. Maybe it's a new uh, thought that you'd never had before. I mean, you guys understand all of that. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but it's really, I think that's the most exciting thing about songwriting and oh, art yeah. and all of that. Yeah. It's I like lo- a, it's like a puzzle where it's not clear what the end's supposed to look like. So true. I've written songs and people are like, what is this about? I said, oh, it's in the, it's infancy. I don't even know yet. <laughs> yeah. There's been, yeah, that's, that's always interesting. I've gone back sometimes and thought that I had written just complete nonsensical lyrics. And then I go back and read them later, kind of with, from a completely different mindset, like years later, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I didn't realize that was about my mom or you know, like, yeah. you know, you just don't even know. It's like the subconscious thing that happens sometimes. And you're like, that sounds cool. I guess I'll just leave it. In that's so true. It. Or maybe you're just translating it like other, like people do, like people think, you know, John Lennon songs were about some songs were about something specific and then they'll talk, they would talk to him and he'd be like, Oh, that was about my breakfast or whatever. You know, it wasn't anything special. (laughs) So that's the beauty of music, I guess, is it's open to interpretation. Yeah, it's really true. And sometimes I feel like we ingest others stories and then they kind of get put in this blender and they come out and it's a mix of your story and another story that creates an even more universal concept which is just uh, one of those things you could come back to over and over again, even though you're the one that it spilled out of, right? And learn something new from it all the time. I actually had a conversation through DM uh, with uh, Mike Newman of It's a Mood. And we were talking about All Apology and we were talking about different songs and how we can come back and uh derive new meaning from songs that even we have had in our minds for a while, whether they're ours or they're uh, our favorite songs uh, moving forward. We just come back at different points in our life and get something new from it, which was, that was an enlightening conversation. That was cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Like I said, audience engagement, you guys have really opened up this Avenue, which is so neat. I just, Uh, and it's been really encouraging too. Yeah, we say this all the time. I just love that this community exists now and there's people that know people specifically because of these things and these music shows that are coming up and Wave Lake and and even like self-hosted stuff and all just the various the various avenues that you can take as a musician now to have these options available. It's so awesome and to start building this like a foundation of a new new community where everyone's kind of just talking and about ideas and and even just nerding out about songwriting, like that's such a fun, I, I don't know if we're boring yeah. people listening in their car right now, but <laughs> I, it is, it's fun for I us. Know. Like I, I really love these, those are like the types of podcasts I actually really enjoy or when people are just like inside baseball talking about the process stuff. It's really, it's really fun to listen to. Yeah. You know, I, when I first uh, got on Noster, I was kind of a creeper on there for a while, just like reading seeing people talk i i don't know anything about how to code and create all of an html and all that stuff i don't know how to do that uh you know i can do my best to embed a player on something (laughs) but that's it and uh i was just 
loving being a fly on the wall, just getting to watch people discuss problems and say, how do we get over this? Let's collaborate. Let's figure this out. And now I'm on Noster saying, hey, I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, can anyone tell me the best way to live stream? What's the best way that I can get on here and post a video? Uh, and people are really open to saying, hey, here, this is a resource. Here, here you go. Uh, this is how I did it. Or let me know. And uh, if you need extra help. And I just, I love that because I don't have to come in as an expert. I can come in as a layman as I am in this space that is growing and changing and evolving and say, hey, I need some help. And people are more than willing to to lend a hand, which is great. Yeah, I think we're all figuring this out as we go. So anyone who's <laughs> willing to say like, hey, I need help with this or how do I do this or that? It just You're just in good company because I think, you know, as as knowledgeable as some of us might sound sometimes, the I think the fact of the matter is we're all sort of grasping in the dark and hoping to get something good happening. <laughs> so true. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, thanks so much, Sarah. This is really cool. Um, we're going to see you on Saturday at Culture Shock in Phoenix, February 17th. Um, get to see you, um, just hear you talk with Jim and, and, and the performance and the sing along. It's all going to be so fun. So everybody stop by if you can. Um, why don't you let it, uh, people listening know where they can find you on social media and YouTube and all that stuff. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Sarah, S A R A Jade, J A D E music.com is my website. I even have a value for value section on there if you want to go nice. read about that. And I've embedded all my Wave Lake tracks onto that uh, page. And then on YouTube, I'm the same same handle, Sarah Jade Music, and I'm on Noster as well. So please come say hello. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us here on, on Waveform and um, appreciate your time and we'll see you Saturday. Thank you guys for having me. I'm looking forward to Saturday. You've been listening to Waveform, brought to you by Wavelake. Wavelake is a platform for artists to share their music beyond paywalls and where fans can pay whatever they want using Bitcoin. Artists retain all the rights to their work and receive payments instantly via the Lightning Network. Find out more at wavelake.com. Waveform is produced by Sam Means and Michael Ree. Theme by Paul Birkin. I'm D++. Thanks for listening.